Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. Today, I have on Amanda Kenberg, who brings us through her perspective of the world from the many perches on which she stands. From being LGBT, a fitness professional, her choice to become a tradeswoman, and her political, spiritual, and ethical beliefs through the eyes of a self-motivating and a hardworking woman. The things we touch on in this episode are incredible, and every second you spend with us will be one of value. So spend some time with us, and perhaps you'll learn to love Amanda as much as I have. So, welcome. I'm so happy. I'm like, I, I mean, when I asked you if you wanted to do this, you were like, oh, but like, I don't want it to be like your girlfriend is like taking over. And I'm like, yeah, but bro, come on. It'd be so cool. Yeah, and but I also, I, I what I mean by that is I didn't want to be that person that's just like, oh, just let me on. I'm your oh, girlfriend. Yeah. So I belong on your podcast. Like, I think that's yeah. such a douchebag thing to say. Well, it's so awkward, right? Because... When I have other people on, I can talk about them mm-hmm. like they're not in the room. Like when I was talking to Adam, I talked about him like honest. I was being honest. I was, I was telling him like wh- how I think, what I think about him and like why I like him and why I think he's really cool. But it's so awkward to do it with you because like as soon as this is over, we're just going to go to sleep. It's like, it's like we're just like we live together. So it's like weird, yeah. you know. Um, it's different when like. I don't know. It's like talking about your sister. Not like. Nice like one. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Great. Um, no, oh, it's like t- talking about a family member. Like how else are you supposed to describe them? Yeah. No. When it, you live with someone or something like that. Yeah. It's like uh, I can. It's really easy and, and genuine. It's not like it's un- not genuine. It's really easy and genuine. And you can you can talk to somebody you, you barely uh, hang out with or you barely know or someone that you're not really revol- in, involved with. You can talk good things about them and not feel awkward, but whenever it's like someone you really know, yeah, it's so weird because it's like, also because you kind of already know how I feel about you. So usually when I talk about people when they're in front of me for the podcast, most of the time I do it so the people that are listening or watching they can get an idea of who this person is. Yeah, so it's so weird, but you know I'm, I'm gonna try my best because um, so aside from you know just you know being my girlfriend, um, I and I know. In, in some cases, you might disagree, but um, there are a lot of interesting things about you. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and a lot of things you didn't know if you were going to talk about. Um, when I have people on, and you know, because I, I talk to you about it all the time. See, this is, this is where the awkwardness comes in. You know, you hear me talk about it all the time. Yeah. But when I have people on, it's because there's something about them that I enjoy. Something about them that I like that I think they can and should share with other people. So... Believe it or not, there are things about you that I'd like to share with other people because um, that's, you know, that's what I like about you. Um, but those things that you didn't know if you can talk about or not, right, is like, you know, health, fitness, your uh, uh, Wicca, um, anything that has to do with like, um, you know, your political beliefs as like, um, you know, LGBT and all. So there's, there's a lot of things that like you don't realize are interesting or realize that people would want to listen about or hear about. Yeah. Um. And I always tell you, I'm like, yo, just start a YouTube channel. If you start a YouTube channel as some uh, little weird girl that's, like, making stuff in her pot, it's like, I'm going to throw grass <laughs> and raw corn in there today. I'm a witch. People would love that. Yeah, it's so that's adorable. Yeah, also not what I would do. I know. I know it's not what you would do. Because I, 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 I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, like, there's a lot of things that's really cool about you. And um, I don't know. So what I wanted to do was uh, kind of try to open you up because... Like I said before, you didn't really know. Like, oh, I don't know. We're just gonna, you know, be ourselves, which of course we are. But um, 
And I, although I'd like to believe I know you pretty well, I'm going to ask you some questions, and um, I'm going to do my best to respond, not as your boyfriend, but as, like, another random person, because um, I feel like that would be giving you the most respect, right? So, first of all, just because it's one of the bigger things going on in the world right now, mm-hmm. um, and I think you are actually the first, and I don't want you, I don't want your entire life to be revolved around this. Like, this is not your identity. But I think you're the first LGBT I had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I talked to one of my other uh, guests about how people that are LGBT don't like the community as a whole yeah. because they stand for things that not everyone wants to stand for. Mm-hmm. Can you, like, guide me through that a little bit? Um. So, like, if you want me to give you an example, it's like, um, like a lot of people when they're having, you know, parade or when they're having um you know discourse on like uh blogs on like online they talk about how they do or don't like straight people they do or don't like bi people they um they're they all have to be one sort of way they all have to be another sort of way there's so many different sects of the lgbtq yeah. community um it's hard for not only for people to come out because it's scary to come out as anything but it's also even harder when the community you're supposed to be a part of is like really small-minded yeah i think that's the main problem especially i don't know i guess the way i see it because like on instagram i follow certain pages and whatnot i don't have facebook i don't want it anymore yeah no um facebook is dying anyway but um i think like with the whole lgbt community it's very polarized like just like politics are like it's very polarizing and it's very it's off-putting yeah. It's really off-putting. And I'm not the first to say it. A lot of people I know say the same thing. And I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, it's not a great community because I'm sure there's good aspects about it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> as of late, all the negative stuff I've been hearing and seeing is just way too much for me to even bother. <laughs> Can you give me some examples? Um, Just the, I don't know. Like, like what I said or hmm? like things I've said already? Yeah, basically. I mean, like you see somebody even on like TikTok or something and they're in the they're in the LGBT community and they're posting something for it. And then you see all these comments about how they don't belong in the Yeah. they don't belong in the community. And it's just like how are these same people in the comments preaching equality and yeah, then doing like, that to somebody it's else? It's like um listen LGBT started like way before you know either of us were born, mm-hmm. um, whether they were called that or not. But it's it's gotten to the point where, and this is it's not like it's not natural. Like this is supposed to happen with all cultures. But the LGBT community is no longer. It's not just a community. It's a it's a culture. But within the culture are different cultures. There are LGBT um, members, or I shouldn't say members, like people, the people that are LGBT that don't subscribe to what they all think. And mm-hmm. you see what I said there? I said they. I think that's inappropriate because when you generalize anything, you're wrong. Yeah. Um, so when, you know, when we talk about this, we don't mean every single person, obviously. But the loudest voices are usually, you know, the most violent. Yeah. So it's like when you're on Instagram, right? When you're, like you said, Facebook, even on, and on YouTube, it's like it's hard to want to, you know, find your place in the community you were supposed to be, you know, brought into when 
there's a there's a lot of negativity and there's positivity for their own and i'm using uh for those that are just listening i'm using like air quotes because like i said generalizing and making it like a one kind of person fits into this group is wrong but when they respect their own air quotes um but they have a hard time respecting others and then someone would say yeah because you know straight people um for you know centuries have you know been really uh shitty towards uh gay people and yeah that's true but i don't think that fixes anything i think that just makes a larger stigma against um people in the lgbt community yeah, which is I not th- how you go about it yeah i think the last thing that people need to worry about is i need to get back at these people yeah you know for what they've said or what they've done and understandably it is free speech either way and you know i've been listening to podcasts having to do with that mm-hmm. And um, in that situation, there's always going to be those people that say those negative things, but it's even harder when they're in your own community. Yeah. <laughs> and they're supposed to be supportive. And, and you're going, to, like you said, you're going to that community in particular to find support. Yeah. Because you're told you could do that. Yeah, like support and <laughs> safety, and then yeah. Once you get there, you have a chance of being just degraded and criticized and told that you might not exist as the sexuality well, that explain you are that, or something yeah. like that. You know, um, so prevalent, it's pretty prevalent in the bisexual community, especially, or pansexual, too, because they're, I don't want to say they're similar. Can you explain the difference, or do you, you're, you're unsure? Honestly, I'm unsure. I think... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that pansexual is just the emotions. Um, I think I think it's that, like, bisexual is, like, you, all your... All, it, doesn't all just, your it doesn't just mean two, by the way. Okay, explain. I'm just, I'm lost. Bisexual, you can be attracted to any person. I thought that was pan, though. Pan, see what I'm saying? Yeah, they're okay, very. Yeah. I don't want to say they're similar because I don't want to offend anybody because it's not. But I don't know the technicality of it. Yeah, I'm, I and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I do. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, those two specifics are pretty much told they, that they don't exist. That's really shitty. They're told that they're wrong. They're told that they aren't sure. They're told that. You can't do that. <laughs> you're told that you're being selfish. Um, you're told that you're disloyal in relationships that you're already in. Like the biggest mm. thing I hear is if a bisexual woman is in a relationship with a male, that by the way, nobody cares about his preference, mm-hmm. but if they're in a relationship with that male, that means that they're, they have a better chance of cheating just because they're bisexual. Yeah. And I think that's really bullshit. Because, you know, anybody listening, you know somebody probably of every sexuality that cheats. You know, it's it's crazy that you, know? you say this because right now I'm reading uh, a book on Stoicism um, by Epictetus. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I do want to read that. Yeah, it, it's uh, philosophy. Um, it's right over there. I want to go grab it. I want to get off camera. Camera. Um, but it talks about how, like, one of the things in it, it says that, like, if you are unfaithful to your spouse or significant other you're you're the, literally the worst kind of person and you mm-hmm. have no idea what it means to be human mm-hmm. so it's which i mean like it could be extreme in some ways when you think about it but i understand it yeah. so when you have a bisexual person um who's in a committed relationship listen everyone knows this when you're in a relationship with someone you see other people all the time no shit. People are going to look pretty. People are going to look handsome. People are going to look fucking hot, obviously. But that's not why 
you're in the relationship you're in now. That might have been why it started. Mm-hmm. You're in the relationship you're in now because of love. And if you don't understand that, then maybe you don't understand what love is, right? Because yeah. like, like no shit. Like I m- might not be your type, but Chris Hemsworth is fucking gorgeous, <laughs> way better than yeah. me. But that, but that's not why you're dating me. No. Not because I do or don't look like Chris Hemsworth. So it's like that's the, I don't know. That's the thing. so when yeah when people have that thing against bisexual people where it's like you must be unfaithful or you you're you're so like um or you're selfish lustful yeah you're selfish or lustful um you're mo- you're more likely to cheat and I'm just like if you want to play that game there's plenty of statistics and studies shown that same sex uh, relationships are more prone to cheating if you is wanna, that true if, yes, really if you want to play that card we can play that card. But we're not going to, you know, because I feel like you could be better than that. And just take that off the table. Of course, anybody can cheat. Yeah. You know, anybody can be unfaithful if they wish to be because it's not an accident. They wish to be unfaithful. Um, But I don't think you should stigmatize a whole sexuality because you think that they have too many choices. And so that means that they're going to cheat. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really I I, I can understand like okay, before we started dating, I knew you were bisexual, but like I could understand before dating somebody and them saying they're bisexual, I could understand that being a little weird because yeah. like I've never done this before. I don't know how to treat it, and I don't know what you like more, uh, men or women. Like I don't know how much I can satisfy you. So I could understand going into a relationship with someone who's bisexual that how that might be um, scary or or weird, mm-hmm. but. I'm like, once you get in far enough where you guys actually love each other and care about each other, then, you know, how each other looks and, you know, the sex, everything, it doesn't matter as much as your values, right? Right. And I I was talking to my little cousins about this, how as long as you and your significant other have the same values, Mm -hmm. you will be fine. Right, and that's where communication comes in. Exactly. Because that's half the other battle is communicating with somebody. And I feel like if someone's significant other... And they know that they're, you know, bisexual, pansexual, just for the sake of this argument. Um, yeah. And they start questioning them of how they're going to stay loyal. Get the fuck out of that relationship because they already don't trust you. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you know that they might say they trust you, but just because they know that and it's put in their head, they're going to find anything to try to make it like you're unfaithful. Yeah. And that's completely wrong. That's gaslighting. That's whatever you want to call it. That's setting you up for failure. Even if you're completely innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And you've never cheated. They could be like, well, you did this, so I don't trust you, so just get the fuck out of that. Yeah. And if it's that type of com- like conversation and and communication, get out of it. You know, there's no sense in that. But if somebody's understanding and they're like, okay, I've just never been with somebody you know, like you before, then that's fine. They're willing to learn. You know, but it might work out. It may not, but just be ready for either or. Yeah. You know, and you have to be comfortable with yourself to realize, and you have to be mature enough to realize that that might happen. Yeah, of course. You know, because that's also not right. If you're like, well, you know, you said it would work out and you said you would give it a try. Okay, they did, but it didn't fucking work. So get over it. You know? I, I've i known people too. Um, this kind of like. I left not my re- water over there. Did you go get it? Where is it? <laughs> On the other side of the room. Where is it? Go get it. Go get it. If you find my phone over there, grab that too. You could hear. I'm going to keep talking. I've known people, and, and this is kind of isn't the same thing, but 
I've I've known people that are weren't gay yet or didn't know they were gay, um, and they would date like a girl, and then they'd be like, "Nope, I'm gay." I couldn't imagine how that like girl must feel. Like, wow. I was the one that made you realize. <laughs> that <laughs> That's so shitty. Oh, did you find my phone? That ha- no, I didn't. Oh, oh damn it. Okay. <laughs> damn. No, that happened to one of my friends. Really? Yeah. She was, and they're still friends. Do I know this I, friend? Yeah, I'm not going to say names. Okay, no but, worries. Um, you know who I'm talking about. I'm not sure if I, well, I'm sure I, in a second. yeah, okay. When I was friends with them, um, and the funny part was, like, she, her and her friend, her guy friend, were like... I don't know. Do we try this? She's like, I don't know if I'm gay or not, <laughs> you know, know or about. she's just like, you know, if I'm bisexual or what. So she's like, you know, they slept together and he, and he's just like, and she's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. I love you so much, but no. And he's like, okay. Like, also, he didn't take any offense. That's too. like a big leap. If you're, if you're like questioning, right. If you don't know if you're gay or bi or straight and you take a step into trying the same gender, Mm-hmm. It's like really scary, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I could imagine it's like, because I don't know, right? It's so it's like, it's like a big hurdle. It's like, I, I don't. This probably isn't this is an awful comparison, but it's like a choosing what college you want to go to. It's like <laughs> it's not at all. I don't know. I have no idea. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know, and I don't. I feel like I, I think I know. I don't know that many bisexual people, but I feel like more people are bisexual than anything else. Yeah, and don't forget that honestly, there is a sliding scale. Ver- there's a it, k- wasn't McKinsey there like sti- wasn't there like a test? I done? said sliding scale. That's for fucking hospitals and shit. Um, <laughs> when when you pay for stuff, <laughs> okay. but you you know what I mean. It's called the Kinsey scale, and there's similar scales like it. Okay. Um, basically, you know, one end of the scale is completely one hundred percent cis, if you want to use that, but I like to say straight. Yes, this sounds like really negative. This sounds so stupid, and it's being used in the wrong ways. Um, it's used in a negative connotation. Yeah, one hundred percent. So stupid. Um, so there's straight at let's say the left side of the bar, and then there's gay at the other side of the bar, and people float. I think the statistic was seventy-one percent of people float in between those ranges. Can I ask a question though? Do you think? Because I think there needs to be some uh, be a clarification because when we say float. I don't think it's that like an individual person is floating. I think an individual person has made up their mind. But this but when well, we talk about it when we talk about a spectrum, yeah. we mean that like the range of what human beings are yeah. is wide, but an individual person doesn't really change. Yeah, no, this was based on like a study of where they put pictures of men and women um on a screen and then they they have, you know, they're they're detecting what their brains doing. You know they they did that. If Johnny's watching this, he's gonna be like, "Hell yeah, I, I told you that." Because uh, they did that for MK Ultra with mm-hmm. the acid experiment, yeah. but they said it was incon- like or inconclusive, or like they they stopped it because they didn't actually give results that made any sense. Mm-hmm. Because they would study like pupil dilation to see oh, if yeah. someone was gay or not. Yeah, that's it's not. like, bro, that makes no sense. Yeah, that makes no because sense. Because if the pictures like saturation or whatever is yeah, weird, it's, it's like trying to take in more light. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, bro, get the hell out of here. Yeah, no, um, this is like the. Like the uh, whatever part of the brain shows attraction and, you know, um, attraction, fantasy, uh, you know, eroticism, romanticism, all that type of stuff. Um, there were studies with that that would show when that part of the brain lit up, so to speak. So I th- and, yeah, and it was men, women, it was all genders, it was all, you know, 
different types of people. I heard... And I they weren't all naked. From the same study <laughs> that there, more girls are bi than men. And I feel like I see that in my daily yeah. life, too, that more girls are, like, kind of fluid with that. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Right, and that's the whole thing. Which is like, perplexing. I, like, I don't know. I wonder why. Well, it's it also has to come to whether... I mean, if it's it's a study, then, yeah, it has to be somewhat true. But if it's just the people who um, outwardly... No, say, it's like... It's different. I think it was the same thing where it's like they, they took a... Did, like, the test kind of thing. Uh-huh. Listen... If anyone's listening, like, <laughs> fuck me, bro. Like, look it up on, on your own. Like, I wish I'm on my laptop here. No. Yeah, I'm not saying it's 100% right, but, but there are similar studies like that. Don't yeah. I'm mean, like, and not only in my daily living, but like, I'm pretty sure from the same study is that more girls are bisexual than not, and more girls are than men. And I wonder why, like, evolutionarily, why that is. Yeah. It's so, it's bizarre, like, how that just, it's so, I don't know. It's weird, right? Yeah. It's so, so confusing. It's also the kind of thing where, like, it's, like, <laughs> and I feel bad because men are told that, you know, now it's a trend to tell men that, you know, dating women is gay, which is very interesting to me. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I know you're talking about, but. I was actually <laughs> listening to one of the podcasts Man, I is it gay to. to have a wife? <laughs> so, so I was listening to a podcast that I normally listen to. It's a comedy podcast. And, uh-huh. um. So they were making, you know, they were making fun of it and making light of it. But yeah. he's like, dude, you're holding your girlfriend's hair. That's fucking gay. It's fucking gay. Like, <laughs> what? Fellas, is it gay to love your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> is it gay to propose to your girlfriend? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I used so to, it's, yeah. And then that's where that whole sus bullshit comes in. I used to make a yeah. joke that there's nothing more manly than being gay because only men could do it. <laughs> so it's like, if you like girls, you're not manly. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's just a joke yeah, I used I know, to tell exactly. all the time. But I'm sure people take it seriously. But what I was saying was, like... You know, men are told that for some reason, you know, you can't like both because then you're just gay, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's confusing. And so I feel like we really just need to like, and then the thing that I don't get too is like, you know, when you're just hanging out with the guys, you're like, oh yeah, that guy's fucking hot. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. Fuck that. Like, well, what's the, but the difference <laughs> is that it's actually real. Cause when, yeah, the difference is it's real because we fuck around like that all the time right. because it's the reason why we we fuck around like that all the time because we know it's so outrageously untrue that it makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel like in the future, and I mean like maybe like two, three hundred years, probably a lot longer, maybe like five. Um, I feel like most people are gonna be by. I just feel like that's where we're <laughs> headed. I'm not joking. Well, it's funny because, and I'm not saying this to be rude, but you can't tell who so, what some people are. Uh, yeah. If they're a man or woman or whatever. And yeah. so you're just like, oh, I'm attracted to that woman. And you're like, oh, that's just a guy with really long hair. What do I do? Well, <laughs> you know? I, that's never happened to me. But you know what I mean, though? There's there's that, that chance. But yeah, I also, because I know when people say like, because there have been arguments, which, you know, I can't fucking stand, where it's like, you like the way my face looks. Why does it matter that I have a penis? It's like, uh, bro, yeah. fuck off, if man. somebody is like true, stri- is, is a straight person, they're not going to want Yeah, that. it's like, don't, and then also when like, um, like obviously no, nothing against trans people. Like, are you like are you kidding me? Absolutely not. But like, I have a thing against people. Right. And the thing I have against is like when trans people expect mm-hmm. um, straight people to just like them. It's like people are allowed to feel have how a they preference. feel. They, people have a preference. Yeah. That's how humans work. I mean, like straight people are not allowed to tell you not to be a man or not to be a woman. Straight people are not allowed to say don't be gay. Well, obviously they can say it, but they're not like allowed to enforce that on you. 
you can't make a straight person feel like they need to like you to you know be sexually attracted to you well and that goes with certain races too you know i've i've seen it and it's very uncomfortable like somebody will like like bitch and complain that you know this white guy didn't like them and i'm like uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know they didn't find them attractive or vice versa and i'm like bro yeah it's just a preference it's not being racist at all that's the thing it's like a lot of people have a problem with uh choosing you know or not choosing but just like i happen to be attracted to this type of ethnicity that's why like when i was younger in this see in this present day and age this is gonna sound racist but it's fucking not i thought vietnamese people were so fucking pretty Mm -hmm. i was like there was this one girl i was like yo (laughs) she is fucking hot and i was like i don't know why i just did i and and I noticed that as I and I didn't really know what it, I'm talking about elementary school, middle school. I didn't really yeah. know what attraction. You just liked her I didn't. She really, was pretty. I didn't know what attraction was, and then like a few years went by, and I kept seeing like, you know, Vietnamese and like Korean. And I'm like, well, I I have a preference. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't realize yeah, and that's it. That's not a, a racist thing to say. Yeah, but people would be like, oh, oh you're you're sexualizing our culture. It's yeah. like, bro, I'm. T- but get then the you hell have people here. in their own fucking culture who don't like their own fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not attracted. Like, I had a friend in high school. She's, she was Asian. She is Asian. And uh, she didn't like Asian men. And her family and was awful about it. And the th- one of the biggest problems she, with this? she brought someone home of color, but not an Asian person. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they flipped shit. Stupid. <laughs> and the, one of the biggest problems with this is, and it's the problem that keeps getting worse and worse every single day, is that we are not unifying, we're dividing... So it's like, only in this world do I have to say, or would I have to make the um, clarification that I was attracted to this Vietnamese girl that I thought was extremely pretty. And I shouldn't have had to do, this conversation shouldn't even exist. We should all just be, you know, one people. And I obviously know, yes, people look different, people act different from culture, people believe different things from religion. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But to have to separate each other and say you don't like this kind of race, you do like this kind of race, I think that's really upsetting. And we we're doing more harm than good by, uh, you know, pointing things like that out. Mm-hmm. I remember like I was asked because um, this is when I was working at my the second gym and I got like in a conversation with a member like, you know, nobody else is in the gym. It's just her and I. And she was saying that her son, he was like eight years old, um, had a crush on this girl in, in, in his class. Yeah. And so it was like Valentine's Day time and shit like that. This is like three years ago. And um, so her being the mother was just like, okay, well, you know, invite her over after school, you know? Yeah. And literally nothing was said of this girl besides that, like, she was cute and, you know, like, they were yeah. cute together and they were hanging out and whatever. And then this woman's mom comes over and was just like, well, that's, that's a black girl. <laughs> and she's like, what, what? Like, mom, what are you saying to me right now? Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, well, your son, you know, lo- you know, he likes a black girl. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it was like 2018. She's like, mom, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's what is still like a problem. Yeah. And I understand yeah, 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 in that grandmother's time, it was very different. But, like, you've lived through how many years where, uh, you know, so many races are living together? Well, it's like... And... Yeah, I mean... Like, like, what? I couldn't believe that. I think old people are, like, I don't want to sound vicious. And, like, I have a lot of old people in my life. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of seniors that I, I, I love. 
but I mean, like, they're on their way out. And mm-hmm. it's like, I, most old people in your life aren't going to have a bad influence on you. If anything, they're going to have a good influence. And yeah. when I say old people, I don't mean your parents. I yeah. mean your grandparents. Yeah, grandparents um, and so on. Because most times, if a grandparent's an asshole, you know it, and you don't take anything with them. But if they're a good person, you're like, oh, I love my grandfather. I love my grandmother. So, I mean, they're on the way out. Their way of thinking is so aged. Yeah. And um, you kind of just got to, you know, let it be. I mean, like... Are, it's kind of like if you go to a movie and your grandmother talks really loud <laughs> just to ask you a question. Yeah. It's like you kind of just got to deal with it, yeah. man. Yeah. And like, she, you know, she was like, well, you know, he's going to like whoever the fuck he wants and I'm not going to stop him. Yeah. You know, that's a nice little girl. Like, it doesn't matter. And she basically like, you know, told her mom to leave because <laughs> she, you know, because the little girl was still there and uh, she didn't want her to hear that. Yeah. But, and I think it's crazy because obviously... She, you know, the mother didn't think that way, yeah. But her yeah. mom did, you know. So just that that evolution of time has made a good difference, but sometimes it doesn't, and it's instilled in their kids' brains. Yeah, and that's the problem. Well, it's, or yeah. that's part of the problem. It's, ha- it's like if you're brought, it's like um, you get like culture shock. Like I feel like uh, yeah, a lot of p- so like um in Lakewood, New Jersey, with all the um. Hasidic Jews, I feel like they get culture shock when they leave Absolutely. there because it's such a. You think it's small, but it's actually a really it's large, large area, and they, and very and it, popular and known. Yeah, so it's a, a big culture there, and I feel like the second they jump out, and even though like we're we're neighbors, like I'm I'm a neighbor with them, not literally, but like I'm like twenty minutes away, yeah. or no, like I'm like you're five farther, yeah, five you're, you're ten minutes away, farther than I no, know. I'm close. Yeah, you're closer. I'm close to them. You're down the road. and I feel like I go there all the time, but I feel like a little kid because that's all they know. They yeah. did they it's culture shock. It's like the first time I went there, culture shock. So it's like uh, that, you know that that's that's how it is. It's you you go somewhere new, and and I don't know if you guys have never experienced that. It's kind of hard. I feel like in America, in most places, because I I do believe most places are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, like there's different like economic like, you know, towns. Like, and unfortunately, that but like you know that's all societies, um, and you can get culture shocked in that way. Yeah. We have a couple in New Jersey, though. A couple what? Like, like uh, areas like that. Like, we have Lakewood, obviously, like we said. And then we also have, like, the Edison area up north where, like, there's a, um, like, a heavy, um, like, Indian popula- population. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and I think I knew that. I think yeah, because they have all the, s- not the synagogues, that's the wrong word. Um, no, uh, their ch- wherever Timmy went for the, for the UTI... A lot of um, India. Clarify what is that for the people? Oh, it's not urinary tract infection. <laughs> it's um, it's a technical yeah, institution. It's, a <laughs> it's for uh, like mechanics yeah. and stuff. But yeah, he, my friend, went to school there. It's, it's in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, it was in Westchester. And I think he was saying that th- it's a very large Indian population. Yeah. So there's places, there's areas like that. So I'm sure that you know culture yeah. shock with them as well. Yeah, it's um, like it's like you go to the city for the first time, or like people in the country. Find, That's a culture like, shock for me. And I'm me. Really? Yeah. You don't. Well, There's I mean, like, so I, I know you don't like big crowds and stuff, I don't. but I wouldn't think it would be a culture shock. Well, because there's not really a culture shock, but there's just like so much going on. Yeah, not these days. Well, I can't say that anymore because it might be probably pretty normal now. But um, yeah, um, it, it, it's 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 crazy, and um, but I do feel like most places in America are are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, like everyone in America knows how to be an American and I'd be like, Mark, what does that mean? It's like the fucking point. It means like almost nothing. You be who you want to be. That's what being an American is. Yeah. Um, it's kind of going away now in some ways, 
where you have to conform to certain people's ideologies. Mm. I don't want to get too far into that because we'll be here for three podcasts, <laughs> like in one. Um, but yeah, I feel like most people are kind of the same, and, and most places in America are um, kind of the same. And you know, I've been to multiple states. I've been to multiple cities, like on my own too, like without you know anyone else coming along with me, like. Uh, when I was younger, you know, when I was older. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, I've, I've, I've seen a, a good amount. Not everything. And I, I'm 100% positive that I'm going to be shocked culturally in America again. But yeah. it doesn't compare to, well, like, me like, going to, like, China or something. Right. And that's, like, uh, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. But it's hilarious because, like, my um, my boss, he came from uh, a very small town in New Jersey called Chatsworth. And it's south. Um, from where we are now, it's like in the middle of the Pine Barrens in the fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he had like 20 kids in his graduating class. And really? Yeah. And so <laughs> it was a lot of people wow. who had old ways, kind of like Southern people did do. And um, he's like, sometimes he's like, y- you feel like you're in the middle of Nebraska <laughs> out there, you know, because yeah. the, the way people live and interact with each other are so different than how quote-unquote city people from new jersey do when they live on the east coast like when they live on coast on the coast side coast life sucks yeah it does it's well at least in my opinion most uh, most people like that most the, the, the largest populations in the world are on the coast it's so, fucking I mean, awful like, I, I just don't like it because you know i don't like the beach i don't so either like, um, i go there at night <laughs> but look um kind of want to change pace right here for a second um i, I want to talk because the one thing you know i don't know if a lot of people know this about you is um and even though that you haven't you know practiced your discipline formally in a long time, uh, you are a black belt, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. I, I tell my family all the time, like, oh yeah, but <laughs> she, she's a black belt, so you know. Um, <laughs> so I think it's really cool. But what? And I know you were playing with it like years ago. It's like maybe the fitness world is what I want to be in. Yeah. Um, what got you? And before you get into why or why not, you did or did not, whatever. Why, why did you enter the world uh, of fitness? Like why, why, was it just there, or is it something you actually wanted? Well, when you say fitness, it means multiple things to me because um, obviously it means for your health and wellness, yeah. but it also means a sport to me because I started so young. Uh-huh. And so fitness, I guess, was always in my life because when I was young, my parents put me in soccer for a very short time, oh, yeah. and um, which is fine. Every parent does that you know they throw their kid into something and i have asthma so my coaches were like oh you can't breathe they're not gonna fucking play so (laughs) they never put me in and that's upsetting i I had asthma and a a kid or two another kid or two of my team had asthma and we were like the best player okay like bro i was fucking seven so don't do go too hard (laughs) on me but we're like the best players and to be honest i sucked i didn't like it i didn't want to be there so my parents obviously were like okay well if you don't want to do soccer what do you want to do because you have to do a sport you know you got to do something yeah and I'm like, well, I want to do karate. And um, at the age of seven, at that moment, I was very painfully shy. And uh, so they got me into it, and it it built more confidence and stuff. So I guess fitness is always with me. Mm -hmm. It's just I didn't see it as fitness because I saw it as discipline and self-defense and fun. But as I got older, obviously, um, I was there until I was about, I want to say 17 almost, if my memory serves me correctly. 16, 17, I don't know. So old. Um, <laughs> so old. So old. No, um, so I was at that school and had the same sensei throughout that, that entirety. And um, so when I left, because I was going in high school, or no, maybe I was like 14 when I left. 
because okay. I had high school duties. You know what I mean? Like I had shit to do. Like, yeah. It was getting, you know, more school work and everything like that. So I kind of just laid off of it and I left. Um, and then I was like missing it. You know, I was missing working oh, out. Yeah. So, so I didn't work out in high school really at all. Yeah. And, um, you were a scene kid. Kind of, kind of. And, um, so I didn't work out, but I was, you know, I was thin. That's my genetic makeup. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, so I want to say when I got out of high school, I was like, well, I need to start doing something. You know, like I want to start working out. I miss boxing. I miss karate, all that stuff. So the karate school that I was going to was way too fucking expensive. How much was it? I don't even know till this day. Like my parents will literally not tell me and I haven't really? looked it up yet. And well, it's probably I changed c- by now. It's, pro- it's probably like 180 a month or something. My, you know, wh- when I did me. MMA, it was 180 a month. Yeah, they get up there. And plus the gear and the gi and stuff like that, forget it. So oh, my gosh. Yeah. You- I didn't know they had to buy my black belt. <laughs> they literally had to purchase it. I so don't I think I had my, my, my school didn't yeah, uh, require had- us to buy, buy our belt. Like the belts we earned, I think. But yeah. like but the gi, the, the, um, the white belt, at least. Uh, yeah. The gi... Um, our fighting equipment, everything we had to buy. But yeah. I think the belts we were given because we earned them. Or maybe it wasn't the black belt, but it was definitely the gi and the pants for that, which was fucking expensive. Yeah, we had to buy those. And uh, we had to buy all the gi, all the leather sparring equipment because we were young, so we had to leather? wear that shit. Yeah. Sucked. Jeez, you guys went all out. It was awful. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but like when I was in high school, I was like, eh, like maybe I'll get into working out, but I really didn't get into it until a couple of years later out of high school. Uh-huh. And um, But I saw a ad out for a gym saying that they were opening and they need trainers. And I was like, that looks like something I would love to do. And um, so that's, I guess, the point when I got more serious. This is when we met, by the way. Yeah, this is when. <laughs> well, I was there first and you came for an interview. Yeah. I was and like, who like, the fuck is Ew, this kid? <laughs> he's a fuck boy. You don't I was fuck like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I want to so, explain that to you after when you're done. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I started getting serious about it. But... I still wasn't lifting at this point, you know? I didn't start that. So I was still, like, 96 pounds at 21 years old. And, again, that's Uh just my genetic makeup. My mom is small, too. And um, so, you know, I became a trainer at a kickboxing facility, and I love it. And um, that was obviously keeping me in shape. But I wanted more. So that's when, you know, you helped me with that, and you started. Yeah. Well, I want to tell people, okay, <laughs> I don't want to make this the Mark and Amanda's relationship podcast. No, I don't want to do that. I want to make it, this is your episode, but this is a fun story, kind of, I guess. I don't know. Um, I was in the basement at my father's house, and I just graduated high school. I was like, what do I do next? Um, I need a job. And at the time, I think minimum wage was seven twenty five. Mm-hmm. It was lower than it is now. And... I needed a job. It's not like I haven't worked before. I worked mine since I was 14. My friend Tim, who who's the one that goes to that mechanical we were just talking about, my friend Tim was like, hey, I found this job in Indeed. It's for <laughs> boxing. You should go, you know, call him. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, Tim. And I called, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's come, come for your interview. So I'm like, cool. So I went for my interview, and they made me teach, like, a, a class to two people, which were the, the two trainers. Um, And you weren't there that day. Mm-hmm. And then... When the day came for my first day, like my first training day, like Amanda, like I was walking inside and Amanda saw me coming in from the parking lot. She's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I didn't say it to you. <laughs> who the fuck is it? I definitely <laughs> thought like, it. She thought I was the biggest prick and she didn't even <laughs> meet me yet. I'm like, well, bro, you, you kidding? in a suit. 
I did not walk into it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Or you wore something you, like a bow tie. You or something. lie, motherfucker. No, I'm, I'm di- gonna tell you why. Because I asked, I asked Lisa. I was What'd like, do I need to wear? And she's like, no, no. She's like, no. Just, yeah, you were thinking of something different. She's like, oh. no, I just wear shorts. I'm like, cool, man. And that was also my first day of work. Oh, I yeah, didn't true. come in a suit <laughs> to teach a kickboxing class. Well, you you son of a bitch! No, you don't even know what you're talking about. No, you definitely did a short time after then for something. Oh, that was for a video we did. No, before way before that. No. Yes. I. Well, listen, I'm it, not your word against mine. I'm not going to get into okay. it. But you were like this fucking fuck boy over here. And she thought I was like a, not nice or something. <laughs> and then I came in and we became best friends. <laughs> Piece of shit. And oh, man. But then, yeah, so we started um, just talking to each other like as uh, co-workers. And um, what was that? I was there for like a month, a year and a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and by the way, I was in a relationship at this time. Yeah, she was in a relationship. Just so we know. And then uh, eventually, they and it was long distance. Eventually, they broke up. Yeah. And then I had another boyfriend and then in between had, that. You had like three other men. I bet, know. Bet I know. You since since I've known you, you you were with four other people. Right, but you also um, you also came in at the very end of one. So at it the was very really it was like three. four or five months yeah. after. Like, I call that the very end. It was a four year relationship. Oh, that was a long time. Yeah. Fuck, four years? We've only been dating for two years and like what, three or four months now? Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's um, so much anyway. But yeah, he um he's definitely he saw like me go through like the, and I don't want to call them terrible people because only one was um like a horrible human. And um mm-hmm. so and I don't even want to talk about it, but <laughs> um he saw me, you know, and he did and like when we were at work, Mark wasn't like like asking me about my hey, boyfriend. Hey girl. Yeah, uh, like he wasn't asking like to dating be nosy, anyone. But um he Bro, knew I was, I was in a relationship. I was a fucking so. maniac. One of the reasons why a man and I's relationship works so well <laughs> is because I didn't fucking give a shit. Yeah, you're literally a nut. I was a, a fucking half. maniac. So like I didn't care what Amanda thought of me because <laughs> I wasn't like a like attractor as I am now. Like I, I didn't care. She's just some girl I worked with. Well, I didn't think yeah, so I wasn't I, like that either. I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. Like I didn't care. I I was I was a mess sometimes. I would look so gross and I would don't didn't care and shit and that's why it works out so well right now because she got to know the real me and i got to know the real her and so like when we started dating there was no awkward phase of trying to get to know each other it was fucking awesome yeah Yeah. it was great but so then eventually i started helping amanda uh weightlift which was that like your introduction to weightlifting pretty much because i mean i i know how to squat so i was like okay i know the general squat you know into a lift but like i'm like i don't know what to fucking do yeah so we we weight lift um and it was intimidating and we would do partner like weightlifting for like a while like maybe like four or five months and then eventually i was like all right amanda i'm gonna have to start doing it on my own and Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to start doing it on your own so we would go to the gym at the same time but but we'd do in different places and then the rest is history i mean like and you started getting really smart about, you know, what you're doing and you started giving other people advice. And mm-hmm. like, I was, <laughs> I did my own research, you know, <laughs> in addition to what you gave me. When you were, when you would start telling people what to do, I'd be like, you fucking bitch. I taught you everything <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause like for me, it was really, it was really like nerve wracking because I've never been in a gym like that before. Yeah. I was always in a karate school. Or <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm confident in my, I was confident in what I knew karate and martial art wise uh-huh. but i was not confident in picking up a weight 
And um, you got a lot better. And it's crazy though. Looking back at it, I couldn't even curl like an eight pound weight. Yeah, I remember when I couldn't curl a ten pound weight. Yeah, but like I've seen, you show me pictures of when you were, you know, younger, like in high school. I had you, noodle arms. You got so much bigger. I gained thirty pounds in like four years. I got this one picture of you where like you just finished a workout and your traps look fucking huge. <laughs> it's like they start at the bottom of your ears and end at the tips of your shoulders. I'm like holy shit, who is what this? What photo is that? It's you're at nine round. You're like uh-huh. holding up a sign or something, and your traps are so large and they're red oh, yeah, i'm like yeah. what the hell did you do there yeah. you there are there are gigantic yeah. <laughs> that's like the best photo of your traps ever um people always say shit about that too like one of my back my back tattoo and shit i had like four people comment just about my traps i'm like thanks guys thank you they for look looking great. at my tattoo well, they look great <laughs> fuck your tattoo look at your body <laughs> god damn it no but um but yeah and, and amanda grew in confidence so much so that when my family would be like, oh, Mark, you look like you got big. Amanda would be like, you know, I, I, 20 pounds in curls. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking to someone right now. Please let me have my, my time. So, you know, I, this, I can do ba- well, backflip. I can do back. She can't do back. I can't do but back. She, That's one of my goals, though, if my back doesn't she would, she would, She wouldn't. Shut the fuck up. I'm like, please, Amanda. <laughs> I'm a human. I, yeah. Can I, can I please? Um, but, yeah, so. I think that's also because I've been told that, oh, you're so small, like you're skinny. I don't want to fucking be skinny. Yeah. That's literally the worst thing to tell somebody who is skinny. <laughs> well, no, people say that because they, like, I don't, I don't get angry at people that say they, that I'm so skinny in a positive way because mm-hmm. it's like, they're saying that because they want to be skinny. Well, yeah, but the way that I receive that is different because most of the time I'll say something and they're like, oh, well, that's just because you're skinny. Like, you, yeah. c- you have no problem with that because you're skinny. I'm like, dude, go the fuck off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I can't help my gen- genetic makeup. I'm sorry. I've talked to people about this before, too. That, And it was and hard putting weight yeah, on. Yeah, what I was going to say is you can, like, dude. when I say you, I don't mean you as an individual. I mean, like, anyone out there. Like, you could argue with me as much as you want. I don't think you're going to win. Gaining weight is a lot harder than losing it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. It's because it is a lot easier stopping yourself from putting food in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's a lot harder to keep food in your stomach because Mm -hmm. like it's hard to force yourself to eat and it's hard to not throw up. And in some cases that's happened to me. Like I'm trying to eat so much. I'm trying to gain weight and it doesn't happen. When you're already full or your body just doesn't fucking want it. Yeah. And then, and then you, and then you could eat like a big meal and be be sick. You can eat a huge meal and want to throw up, Mm -hmm. but you don't. And like, I did really good. But because you ate such a big meal, you won't eat for the next two or three meals and you don't even realize it. So it's so hard to, you know, gain weight because not only do you have to force yourself to eat, but you have to remind yourself to eat. Whereas like people that, you know, are foodies, they don't have to, you know, remind themselves. They just want to eat it because it's good. Yeah, which is fine. But I'm saying it's like it's fucking hard. hard. It's hard because when you want to gain weight for lean muscle mass, (laughs) it sucks. Um when I did my first and only bulk, because I don't need to do that anymore, I feel like if I maintain or do like a slight caloric um, surplus, I'll be able to reach what I want to reach. Uh-huh. But um, I did like a full bulk and at the worst time, because I was working at a different gym, uh, Nine Round, I'll say the name of that one, but not the other one, because uh-huh. it doesn't really matter. But um, Well, you could, I mean, it's not yeah, like they're around I anymore. Know. Yeah, it's true. But um, And you didn't sign any papers? Fuck them. Yeah, no. When I was at the first... Uh, or when I was uh, at nine round and I was a full-time trainer at the location I was at last year no two years ago um 
I decided to do a bulk. And mind you, as a full-time trainer, you burn 3,000 calories in yeah, a session. Yeah, I would session. burn four or five. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you burn more. But I burned about 3,000 calories at work because you're a trainer. And if you're a good trainer, Fucking you're working ridiculous. out with the people. Oh, my so gosh. So by the time I left, you know, I burned that. But I was trying to take at least half that on my shift. So I had the weight gainer shakes that are it's, fucking it's awful. It's so hard. I had carb, you know, carby protein shit that I can get away with eating while not feeling like I wanted to puke at work. And I did it. I gained 13 pounds during that bulk, which was a lot. Yeah. Um, and now I'm maintaining it for the most part. I lost maybe two of it. but So, so would you say that weightlifting is really what pushed you? Push it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, would you recommend weightlifting for most people? Absolutely. Even if you don't want to get bulky, because you will not get bulky. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to get bulky. I'm trying. Well, I, I, I always tell people <laughs> it's that so hard, weight dude. training will change your life. Absolutely. Even if you're not looking to... If you want your skin to look nice, yeah. you should lift weights. Yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, if you have back problems... You should weight lift. I have, and I'm not saying a lot of weight, dude. That's the whole thing. Like I have, I have back problems, and I lift. I do deadlifts. I do squats. If you want to be able to hug your grandchild, yeah, lift weights now. Exactly. Do it seriously. Like I, and to be completely honest, like I'm gonna say it right now. I work at a job that I see that all the time. Yeah. I'm seeing people. I work at a physical therapy office. I see people getting injured with everyday things because they don't have that strength. Yep. And it's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want you don't want to and you don't want the last quarter of your life to be painful. To, you to know? be debilitating. Yeah. yeah. Like this woman came in and she literally tore her rotator cuff by picking up her grandbaby. Yep. Yep. Uh, what? I'd rather <clears throat> I want my heart to tear first before my muscles do. <laughs> because like if my muscle tears, then it's just like, well, here's this wheelchair. Which I will live in for yeah. the rest of my life. Like, what the fuck? No, kill me first before yeah. that happens. And the thing is, too, is, like, when I lift and stuff, like, it's not... Yes, I do want to... I want, you know, my muscles to be bigger, and I do want to look bigger, but um, my prime reason for me working out now is to maintain what I have and to just keep my bones, my joints, my muscles healthy. So, what do you say? I know, I know what I say. And I'm sure you've heard me say it before, but what do you say to people who who will tell you it's too late for me? Like I'm I'm not I'm too old. That's a bullshit. Why is that bullshit? Because there's so many modifications and things things for you to do for daily exercise mm-hmm. that d- don't involve weights. What that, are some excuses that, you've heard? Um. Well, at the um, even at the physical therapy office, I don't have time. Yeah. You don't, how do you not have time for for the one body that you you have? Yeah. You know. Because what our PT gives is not a, f- you know, a full workout regimen of like 20 things to do. He gives you three things, three sets of 10. That's it to do yeah. at home while, while you're out of your session, you know, when you're not there. And I think that's such a bullshit excuse, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, like you can do something. You could always yeah. do something. And you don't have to be all or nothing either. Walking is the most understated um, exercise ever, you know. Under, could, underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Because you can do it anywhere. You could lose weight while doing it. There's so many different modifications yeah. with that, doing it. That uh, video that guy said, my doctor told me I need to start working out more. But working out doesn't have to be boring. So I took up skateboarding. Yeah, he fucking skateboarded. And he yeah. lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah. So he it's lost like, 20 pounds in two weeks. It's like, 
that's the thing, right? It's like cause that's a big thing. I, I have reasons why I work out. Yeah. Um, but they don't really matter right now. But I have my reasons why I work out. People, which is okay, you don't have to like working out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can wake up and look like, you know, a Greek god, you probably wouldn't, you know, waste an hour or two working out. You got more important things to do. So it's like, do something fun. Go on a hike. Go rock climbing, like at a, like at a rock climbing gym. Or like, go swimming. And if you don't have a, your own pool, if you live next to a beach, do that. Or a bay, do that. Mm-hmm. Go to a YMCA. I mean, like, I don't know if that's an option right now. It, but it is. In it some is. places. Some in places. places. Like, chlorine is pretty strong, right? I don't yeah. know. But you can you can do something. I mean, like, like I'll do, uh, what's the hand thing? You squeeze your, yeah, this, I'll this, do that while I drive. Yeah. So it's like, you and, can do something. Right, and it's funny because, like, my thing is, like, you don't have to be miserable working out. You know, of course, like, there's days I don't want to work Go out. Go dancing. Go dancing. Yeah. <laughs> there's more, yeah. I actually have something for that for in a, in a second, but, like, you don't have to be miserable, and that was my biggest thing at Nine Round is because the client, some of the clients that I had were just fucking miserable. Yeah. And I told them, and I asked them, why are you here, then, if you're so miserable? Well, I have to lose weight. There's a million other ways to lose weight. There really is, you know? And I'd rather you not be miserable and actually love it and not come to my studio. I know that sounds terrible yeah. because you're like, oh, you're losing money. I don't care. You know, because at the end of the day, I don't own the place. That's yeah. Well, that, but no. At the end of the day, that person's finding something that they do enjoy, and they're gonna stick with it, as yeah. opposed to staying miserable every single day. And one of the coolest things about working out under you know the the philosophy of what we were just talking about, how to do something you enjoy. One of the coolest mm-hmm. things is that if you're an adult with a disposable income, you yo prepare yourself for the coolest like month or two of your life because you have to try so many things until you find out what you enjoy yeah that's gonna be fucking fun and and you don't and you shouldn't even feel like oh i can't spend money no this is for your health go spend some money go figure out what you like to do i mean like you're gonna try like biking you're gonna try hiking well it rhymed uh walking running maybe you do like weightlifting maybe like playing basketball Mm -hmm. maybe like rock climbing like you get to try so many things out that's so so exciting are you kidding me yeah there's all types of kayaking there's a thing called pickleball. <laughs> I don't know. Even yeah. if you go fishing, I mean, like a lot of fishers will like sit there and drink beer. That's it's probably upper not a good body idea. Strength, but like, if you go fishing, to it's like even that. Just getting outside. I'm like, you're standing up. You're breathing in fresh air. Mm-hmm. You're you're thro- you're casting. You're reeling. I mean, like, go do some. And the whole thing is, is like our bodies aren't meant to be sed- sedentary like that. Yeah. Like you literally hurt when you get up. You know, if you're sedentary that long. So, like, why would you want to do that again the next day? Well, they say that, you know, back then, the only reason a human being would have the need to sit is whether they were sleeping or eating. Yeah. Otherwise, you were always on your feet. And what's right. that? Um, Stephen Hawking said that I don't understand. Like, I mean, he's in a wheelchair. He's like, I don't understand. I see people all day. If I was them, I would never sit down. Well, and, yeah. like, he's also got a different kind of perspective because yeah. he was handicapped. He doesn't have that choice. But, um, because obviously he might think differently if he you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't handicapped, but it's like, yeah, just go do something. And the thing with dancing, like I was going to say, I actually do have a follower of mine who does dancing in the morning. She does like a, um, it's like a, not a Zumba class, but it's, you know, it's on the Wii thing. Yeah. Like the new Wii or whatever. Oh, the Just Dance? I guess. I don't think there's a new one though. Well, what what is the thing that, what is it? Nintendo Switch? That thing. Okay. (laughs) And not the Wii, but yeah. Um, Something like that. She has the remote in her hand and like it tracks what you're doing. And uh, she does that as a workout in the morning before she goes to work, which I mean, her work is at home. But, 
you know, there's no excuse. She's like, I'm just going to fucking dance. I've there's done. Hula yeah. hooping. Yeah. Dude, as an adult, have you hula hooped? Yes. It's fucking hard. <laughs> I got better at it with age. Yeah, but it's hard though. So like just doing that, you'll burn some fucking calories. Yeah, dude on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it's funny with the dancing thing is, you know how like you say I'm a good dancer mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just, I don't know how to dance. I just like, I could feel rhythm. I, I learned, I shut, shut the fuck up, right? I learned how to dance from working out because most of my, you know, workout life was before I went to a gym, I spent four years or three or four years in my basement alone. And since Corona, I've spent the last year working out for the most part alone. Mm-hmm. And that whenever I'm alone, I'll be playing music. I'll just start fucking dancing. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I'm i alone. I'll do the hell I want. And that's, like, where I learn how, like, to find my rhythm. Yeah. So it's just fun, man. It's great. It's I a, don't dance. It's, which is fine. We know that. You're, well, pro- coming up, you might be dancing with me with the uh, invitation. We got, we, uh, oh, yeah. we're going to my uh, cousin's wedding. Might be, depending on, summer. you know, where the world yeah. ends up. Anyway. um, Yeah, you're always going to be able to find, you find a thing to do. And like mm-hmm. I said, it's going to be so much fun you to take the next month or two to right. figure out what you like and i know things are hard right now um but then it gives you something to look forward to yeah and listen you know if just look up online seriously like what are things to do you're gonna find it and when you find the thing you like you're not gonna feel the way you do you know right now about working out you're gonna actually enjoy it and you're gonna yeah. you're gonna find yourself wanting to do more of it and like for example one of our friends nicole um with her son and her daughter on the way. Um, she does not make any excuses. She Didn't lift- she like deadlift yes. while she was pregnant? She deadlifted when so she was like crazy. seven months pregnant. Bro, uh, I can't deadlift badass. now. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> badass. So I like when people back. are like, I mean, obviously if your doctor tells you no, obviously. But it's just like, Jesus oh, Christ. I'm pregnant. Oh, I have kids. Work out with your kid. She literally worked out with her kid in her <laughs> That's stomach. That's so funny. <laughs> She's like draining the child's life force to... <laughs> Get the the weight up, the mom. Ex- no, yeah. <laughs> please. But like, I can't do this anymore. It, you know, it just goes to show if you want to do something, you just want to uh, keep moving your body. Birth, it's like the size of a Cheeto. And keeping healthy, like it's possible. Obviously, that you know that's more of an extreme thing, you yeah. know, because she's dedicated to her fitness lifestyle. But and that's the other thing. It's a lifestyle. It's not a quick fix by any means. Can you imagine how jacked if like you, like uh, Neanderthal women were? Yeah. D- Holy shit! Can you but imagine? like. You could probably, like, like it has to become a lifestyle. Your lifestyle should already have some sort of exercise in it, you know, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't understand how that's not a part of people's lives. Well, I don't think I we should, like... Unless you, know, you can't. Unless you, like, you, there's certain circumstances to where you can't. I don't think we should bash people that don't have it, though, because sometimes, you know, the way our society is run, well, yeah. it's really hard to have that. I mean, like, if you have... And I know there's people out there, it's like, okay, so I did the calculations, right? If you work eight hours a day, yeah, the and time, you, and know. you sleep eight hours a day, right? That's sixteen hours gone. You have, and that leaves you eight hours. You have to, eight hours yeah. left, right? But then let's say you eat three meals a day, so that's thirty minutes per each meal. Mm-hmm. That's an hour and a half gone. And then you go to the bathroom, let's say once or twice a day. Let's remove fifteen minutes, all right? And then you commute. That's remove an hour. By the time you remove everything, you have five hours to yourself, and in that time, you are so fucking tired. Yeah. So, I understand. I do too. How awful you know life can treat you sometimes, and it's not fair. It's not. I mean, like, 
depending on what country you live like i know in france i'm pretty sure it's france they give you like a mandatory three months off mm-hmm. um so it's like i and it's i'm pretty sure it's paid um or at least you can't be like penalized for doing it because it's mandatory um i understand that life is kind of shitty and it doesn't allow you to have the things that you should as a human being have right um and if that's where you're in, if that's the case you're in, you know, the lifestyle you have currently, and you think it's unhealthy, and you feel like it's unhealthy, if you're okay with it, you're okay with it. But if you feel like it's, you're unhealthy, it's not that you're a loser. It's not that mm-hmm. you did something wrong. If you're in a situation where you can't have time to yourself or do things on your own, or whether it's working out or, you know, following your passion, you can you can change that. You're not stuck there. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but you can. If you have, like, an if you're, like, if you have an office job or you're a secretary and you have 120,000, you know, student uh, dollars of student loans to pay. Maybe you have a kid. Uh, maybe you have to take care of your, you know, your mother, your father who's like at home. Maybe they're dying. Maybe they're just really old. Who knows? I know things are really rough, but you, you only have that five hours. What you need to focus on is making that five hours, five hours in a minute the next day. Mm-hmm. Five hours and two minutes the next day. Try to find a way to squeeze those minutes in. And by the time you have, let's say, six hours, you have enough time to maybe refinance your student loans. You have enough time to find the best care for your family. You have the you have the best time to find out where your life should go next. Is it easy? No. Is it gonna take a long time? Yes. And I know this is this got so weird all of a sudden, but because I understand it's like we'll, we'll preach. You got to work out to stay healthy. You got to, you know, find something you enjoy, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. And it's really upsetting. Um, but if you find yourself in a situation where you can't, or you feel like all I've got left is this five hours, four and a half hours, like, Mark, what do I, what do I do? So I'm telling you, man, it's not going to be easy, but, and, and yes, people have it better than you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say pe- people have it worse than you. Cause fuck that. I hate when people say things could be worse. I'm like, yeah, well, motherfucker, things could be better. Mm-hmm. So, you're the only person that's going to be able to make those things better. So, like you, do, you, you got to figure it out. Yeah, you work with what you can. My main thing is like, and I'm not as busy as some other people that I know, you know, but it's still difficult for me to want to go and to get there. But the main thing that I've always done is prepared for the next day. Um, you know, whether it be like in the morning or if you have an yeah. overnight, you prepare that night. But um, what I do on most Mondays is, uh, you know, like Sunday night I'll get everything prepped for work you know my food um all that stuff but I also bring a gym workout outfit with me because I might not want to go Sunday night you know what I mean like I might not think I want to go Monday night but there have been times where I have not brought my gym clothes and I wanted to go yeah you know but then I can't take that extra time to go all the way home and all the way back so you can cut your time where after work I change at work and then I leave for the gym yeah, I get my half hour hit workout in or boxing workout in, and then I go home. And yeah, one of the things too is that like, so you cut corners where you can because it definitely does make a difference. Or I don't think we call, I feel like saying it's cutting corners is like or you you um, oh, there's a better way to explain. Yeah, I know, there's, uh, I know. Whatever, but the other thing is people don't realize, and something I I didn't realize until recently, and it kept popping up in my life, but I never retained it until recently. I should say. Is that the more you do, the more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities come. Mm-hmm. So I'm <clears throat> I'm in a few acting communities, a few film communities, and I know all of my film communities because I started hanging out with one of them. Mm-hmm. 
and one community led me to another, which led me to another, which led me to comedians, which led me to people who like drama, people who like music, people who like writing because of this one group. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you got to be in it for the long haul, right? Um, if you don't like working out, be like, let me try it. I'm going to go to the gym. You go to the gym for a month. You're going to meet people there. You're going to see people do things. And you're like, you know what? What is that guy? Let me ask him. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, maybe you, yeah, or maybe you go there and you learn you don't like it, but because you're in your journey, right? Maybe you were looking for workout, more you were looking for a water bottle, and online you're like, oh, what's what's this? It's a uh, you know, it's equipment for kayaking. Uh, let me try. Ki-. So you got to start somewhere, and it's probably going to be the wrong place, um, but it's going to lead me lead you into so many other places. And aside from working out, just starting something like I said with my film community, just starting with this film community has brought me into so many other places with so many other people. That it's given me, you know, social circles that, you know, I'm very grateful for. Yeah, it's given you options and, you know, different avenues. Yeah, it's like you got a network. You don't realize, you know, how much you can benefit from just talking to one person. An example for me is, um, you know, I started my physical therapy job last January. So we're talking January 2020. And... I got that job for one because I was interested in the rehab, you know, part of everything because I'm always in the gym, but I don't see what happens when people get hurt, you know, and it's very interesting to me. So I took that job for that and because there was benefits. Of course. (laughs) Obviously, um, because you need them to live here. There are necessities. (laughs) And so, um, but I'm very happy that I did. I've learned so much. You know, if I wanted to go further in this, you know, avenue, I could, but I made a connection I said that weird, a connection through PT because this woman came in and um, she's really the inspiration why I'm going to school for something. And because she works for, or with, I should say, AWS, which is the American Wilder Society. And she came in for like her knee. And, you know, we started talking and she's really cool looking. She's got a bunch of tattoos and shit. Yeah. And, you know, she has her daughter with her. And I'm like, so, you know, what do you do for work? And she's like, oh, I weld. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, and she, you know, she's got, you know, tons and tons of certifications. She's gotten so far in it and she's like 36 and she, you know, so I didn't think much of it then, but that was like a major connection for me. Cause like Mm -hmm. two months, three months down the road, I was really trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life because I'm 27. I was 26 at the time and I was trying to go into the physical fitness route but it's really difficult because of covid and if you're not already established now you're kind of screwed it's a hard lifestyle so fucking hard and being friends with someone who just hustles like that he's amazing and you know i i box with him and stuff like that here and there when i have time and sal's just great but he hustles and he has clientele explain that one more time so people understand who you're talking about sal yeah um if anybody sees on my instagram like boxing videos of me and this guy at retro fitness that's who that is yeah so he's a a trainer at retro fitness and he does boxing you're saying you see him you know the lifestyle's hard absolutely yeah okay and because you know he told me and i'm not trying to air his personal life but i mean personal training is not his only job yeah you know he has he had two other things going on you know here and there if he didn't have clients that day and it's so hard, you know, and he has clientele that he's building and has built. So it's a little easier for him. 
But for me to start that, it's almost impossible now because of how uh, how much has changed. And yeah. it's so hard to keep yep. clientele like that. And so, I, you know, I'm noticing this and I'm like, what the fuck do I want to do? You know, because I don't, not that I don't want to be in physical therapy, but I don't want to go to school for it because that's like six years. <laughs> and for it to actually pay off and be beneficial. And it's a lot of fucking money and I don't want to do that. That's not something I can see myself doing uh-huh. for you know, until I'm fucking 65, you know? And so one day it just like kind of clicked and like, I've always been, you know, like kind of over my dad's shoulder, like with, you know, cars and stuff, you know, I kind of got into them, you know, I don't know a shit ton about them, but I know enough. And I'm like, I kind of just want to do something with my hands, you know, and like, just be creative and have fun with fucking fire and shit, (laughs) you know, like, what can I do? And then that woman came in again and I was like, that's, that sounds pretty cool, you know? So yeah. I was just like, you know, I want to try to do that. You know, I remember texting you too. I was like, I think I want to well, do no, molding. You didn't text me. You told me in person. Yeah. And I, I was, actually, oh, I yeah, felt yeah. so relieved. Yeah. I was like, Thank I think, God. I think I want to do because, molding. Because <laughs> the day before or the weekend before. Yeah. I was having like a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was telling you like, we got to figure this out. Yeah. I mean like, cause the thing is like, I have a weird philosophy. I'm, you can call me maybe like a nihilist or a pragmatic um, whatever, or even in some cases you can say, you know, um, it's kind of like Buddhist, but I was okay and still am okay with dying in order to get what I want. It might sound selfish, but whatever, man, it's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything I don't want if it's not gonna get me to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. I'd rather die than do something, um, I don't want. So that was what I was going to, that's what, that was my plan. Like when my mother would ask me, what happens like if this doesn't work out? And I'm like, well, then I starve to death. Like, I don't, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> so I, I accept that. I was okay with yeah. that. Then I saw a man. I was like, well, we got to figure but out I'm like, different. what yeah, are you going to, what do you want to do? What are you yeah. going to, what are you going to do? And to, I'm not a pushover. I'm not just going to do whatever the fuck I'm told, but like, I will go back to school if it's something I want to do. Yeah. And run. so like the, that weekend or day before, bro, it was stressful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, I was probably crying. I don't know. I mean, like, trying to figure out what the next <laughs> step was. was. And then the next weekend or the next day, yeah. I was like, all right, today's the day. Let's figure it out together. And you're like, you know what? I want. I kind of want to do welding. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, <laughs> the beginning of our day. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And see, it's funny because, like, like, you're the first, like, person that I've oh been with gosh. in a relationship who actually fucking cares <laughs> like that, you know? This is so So, funny. like, it kind of put pressure on me because I was like, oh, shit, you're right. You know, like the person yeah. that I want to be with and am with and they support and love me so much are telling me that I have to do something. You know, yeah. it was kind of a wake up call. Like, um, because until then I was a trainer for five, six years, you know, in two different gyms. So I had that going for me for a while, but then I'm like, it's really not bringing me anywhere. You know, even though it's fun, yeah, it's not really getting me anywhere, you know, and that has nothing to do with the actual gyms, you know, like that has to do with me and where I want to be. Yeah. And, um. Because that that job could be somebody's life changer right there. So it's hard it's hard finding a uh, you know something that you like doing like a job and stuff. Yeah. It's like and it's gonna be hard. Like I have no idea what the fuck I'm gonna be going into. You know, like with classes and stuff coming this spring. Yeah, but which, yeah, that's something with the COVID. Just like classes are kind of scarce right yeah. now. Yeah. So from what I know is being that it's a vocational school that I'm going through with the certification. Um, I think the first class is going to be online because there's no lab because you don't know what the fuck you're doing, you know? So, like, you're learning all the chemicals and you're learning all the gases used and all that shit, so. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm and so then I'm pretty sure the second and third class is when they have those labs that are probably going to be twice a week, and I you're six feet apart from everybody. I remember when we were having this conversation, and I was explaining to you, and I I, I mentioned Kevin too. Uh, I don't know his last name. Our our mutual friend Kevin, filmmaker. Yeah, I forgot his last name. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Kevin. Um, I don't <laughs> even know if he. I feel like he's listened to one of these, one or two of these, um, because he's a really busy guy, but. Mm-hmm. I remember I used him as an example, too. I was like, uh, a lot of people, you need to realize that you're going you're gonna to get older, you're going to grow up, and you're going to realize, you, unfortunately, you have to settle. Mm-hmm. When I say settle, I don't mean you're settling and this is it. You have to choose something, right? A necessary evil. You have to choose something to be able to support what you want to do. Right. And Kevin, who is so passionate and he doesn't let anything get him down, at, at least, you know, from the outside looking in. He does what he needs to do to be able to make his films, mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, love his girlfriend, you know, to be able to, you know, do his, his videos on Instagram, to just be himself. And I remember telling you that, like, it's, it's people like him that get it. Yeah. It's like, I got it. To get to where I want to be, I got to do this. Yeah, and there's it, that necessary thing you have to do, it even really, if it's the minimum to get you by. And it really sucks, though. That, you know, that's the case, but it's also like, what other way would it be, you know? Right, right. But, so I was telling you, and then the difference with me is that, like, I think I said this, I think I said this to uh, Adam last episode, how, like, like Stephen King would say that, um, you know, or people would say that life is the support system for art. And Stephen King says, no, art is a support system for life. Mm -hmm. Let me explain the difference. You work and you you know grind and that's your life and as a gift you get to do your art yeah go ahead have fun but what stephen king is saying is art is your life what you create is your life your legacy whether it's your children or the book you're writing that is your life the small part the small part isn't your art the small part is the work and that's yeah and that's like I think you know in our country too like people are so they're proud of working 80 hours a week and it's like, why? You know, you barely had time to sleep and do the bare minimum. I mean, like for some yourself. people like that, though. Well, yeah, and it's not, you know, saying that anybody that feels that way is though. wrong. Yeah, it's wrong, but it's definitely not what is, you know, right and normal. And like that doesn't create a sane person. Well, I don't think we we can justify what isn't isn't normal, but mm-hmm. I do think, and like, there's a lot of people that would disagree, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like it, it is kind of like a brainwashing, and yeah. I could be brainwashed too. Like, fuck it, I don't fucking know, but. Being majority see it as a thing to brag about and being okay with, you know, putting in, you know, 80 hours a week and being prideful of that is fine. Be prideful about you worked hard. If you want to be prideful about it, go ahead. Um, But then I think making that or making even making not working normal is dangerous because it's like I only work 12 hours a day and then I um, live at my mother's house and do nothing with my life. That shouldn't be normal either. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should make anything the one kind of normal. Right. And I, th- I think that's a big problem. Yeah. But I mean, like, I some sh- some people, I'm sorry, some people make their work their passion. And I don't mean like, yeah, there's people that go into college or go into a trade. And they're like, I'm doing this because I like that. But some people, they don't know what they like. And they end up saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make myself like it. And they end up liking it. I'm not saying most people do. Most people don't succeed doing it that way but i know people that want nothing other than to just you know go home and 
know, play video games or watch movies, which is fine, mm-hmm. which is so fine. And then they end up enjoying the job so much. Like, this is me. This is my identity, yeah. which is great. But everyone's like that, you know? Right. It goes back to passions. It's finding what you like. If you don't have a passion, like mine would be writing. Um, yours would be, you know, studying the, like, this is something ridiculous, but like mystic arts and, and fitness and stuff and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. Like, if that's your passion, then you got to, you know, do that. Yeah. For some people, they are okay with, you know, working, whether it's an office job or working construction, and they say, this is what I like to do. This right, is and me. that's fine, yeah. That's fine. And the thing, too, is, is, like, with me especially, like, I always had in my head, and I shouldn't because I know better, but, you know, I'm not old, you know, and... I shouldn't be afraid to go to school for something. And, you know, I yeah. feel like, and we see it all the time. Uh, yeah, it's, taught, the, yeah. it's those things like that you see on Instagram and shit. Like, you know, you're taught to, you know, have your life together by your fucking 23rd birthday. Let me explain something to people. You know. The reason why <clears throat> you feel like you might be a failure if you're 25 and you've got nothing going on, I'm going to explain to you why. The reason why you're you know, you're 19 or 18, you're know, like, fuck, I got to get my shit together. It's like, bro, shut the fuck up. The reason why. Is because for like 75, 80 years in America, we were doing so well that it made so much sense. sense, And it was so possible for you to, you know, leave high school at 18 or leave college at like 21 or 22 and have the world at your fingertips. You almost have like yeah, an immediate because job and career. Immediate, because that was, because the economy was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of world it was. You know, uh, the population was different. The culture was different. You were the majority of people were capable of so much more because that's how it was. We're coming out of that phase, and I'm pretty sure you noticed. We're coming out of that phase of America where that's possible. So then adults, whether it's uh, baby boomers or, like, the next uh, generation above them, um, and then people below boomers, right, they'll think, why aren't you, why didn't you figure this out? You should be out of the house already. You should have made up your mind. You should have figured this out. Look at them. They work a full-time job. I mean, like, they can't afford to live anywhere, but why don't you be like them? It's like, that's not possible anymore. So don't feel bad. Yeah. And I said this to everybody, and I mentioned this probably a few times in the podcast already. It's never too late. And I told this story before. When I was 12 years old, I went to the bathroom to brush my teeth. My father and I talking to each other from across the house, talking about sports, talking about me trying to uh, join wrestling. And I thought to myself, 12 years old, I can't join wrestling. I'm too young. My dad was saying, wrestling's your sport. You don't know it yet. Are you kidding me? I was 12 years old. I mean, uh, I'm too old, I said to myself. I I can't start wrestling. I'm too old. I was only 12 years old. But that's the (laughs) mindset you're in. You know, the the year you're living right now is the oldest you've ever been. So you're like, it's too late. It's not true. Right, yeah. And uh, like the way I am too is like, you know, I have, like I said, I have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. And on Instagram, there are tons and tons of people you follow that, I mean, all the people you follow, majority, show only the good things that are happening in their life. The little blips and blobs. Yeah. And that, myself yeah. included, obviously, I'm not like having a temper tantrum on Instagram. I know and I'm sure, do that, I mean, though, too. Which people is do that, which so is bad. You know, whatever. But, um, so, you know, you see this person who's 23 years old and has a fucking sports car and all this shit. But you know what? They're probably hating their life for some reason that you don't see. Or maybe they're not. But my well, point is... I feel like is, a lot of people that get sports cars like that, they didn't buy on their own or no. they're in a massive yeah. amount of debt. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, you don't know their life. You just know that photo. And I really try to ingrain that in my head because as much as I, you know, I'm 
I'm not a loser, you know, <laughs> like I have things to account for in life and that I did and that I am doing. But sometimes I get locked up in that and just like, wow, that person's fucking 24. They're like three years younger than me and they've got all this shit I know and they're doing yeah. all this shit, you know, and that's so bad. <laughs> it's I, so yeah. bad. I know it's really hard for people, including myself. And it's one of the reasons why I deleted Instagram for a while. Yeah. It made me depressed. Mm-hmm. But I know it's really hard in this, you know, kind of world to just think about you know, taking care of yourself because you're like, oh, I got to be like that person. Yeah, look at all these other people. I've got to aspire to be just like them. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I wish I had it as good as they do. It's hard telling yourself these days to just worry about you. Back then, it's probably a lot easier. I mean, like before the internet, it's like... um, You only had TV and radio. It's like Brad over there is the best wrestler at school. I'm going to feel bad about myself because I'm not him. But then you would go home, and you don't have to think about Brad. You're not on Instagram. You're not on Facebook. You're not on Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't. And follow you know you. what you do at your when you're home? You fucking grind. Mm-hmm. These days, because Brad is always in front of you every second of the day, yeah. you don't have time to grind. You don't have time to realize what you should be doing. You're always moping. Right. I'm not getting angry at you, but I'm saying that's how it is, and yeah. it's awful, and it's really hard. But if you can get yourself out of that, realize that no, you can do better. You can do more. One of the reasons why I started this podcast is because there is this kid. Um, I, like, I've always wanted to do this, but there was this kid and it pushed me over the edge that started a podcast and I couldn't, I don't think he realized, but I couldn't stand him in high school. Right. And he started a podcast. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it better. I don't <laughs> like you. So I kind of, in, in some ways I, and I didn't say that to him, but in some ways I kind of started this out of spite and sometimes, you know, whatever your motivation is, you know, do it. If, if you're trying to better yourself because somebody else is better than you do it. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to better yourself because you don't like who you are, do it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you love yourself because yeah. sometimes you don't. And it's okay not to. Yeah. Fucking be better. Try to be better. You're the only person that's going to be able to get you there. Yeah, even like, like you know, the most negative things can bring out the most positive things, you know. And I don't like those people that are like, oh, you know, well, it's always a positive thing. Like, if somebody is positive all the time, it's fucking weird. Positive people are a detriment to the society. It's weird, okay? Bro. Like, Sometimes you need to tell yourself, like, dude, I need to fucking stop doing this. I need to start doing this. Yeah. Like, also, positivity and kindness are two different things. Yeah, exactly. Like, be kind to people and, you know, be kind to, like, yourself. Be kind to yourself, yeah. Don't but. be, like, when people say, look at the bright side, no. Because the bright side, because if, if I'm in a really shitty situation, the bright side is what could be. Right. Not what is. Right. Right? Or, sure, in some cases, the bright side is what is, Right. But that's not what, you know, I should be spending my energy on. Yeah. I should try to fix what's really fucked up. And in the future, I'll be better off. So, yeah, I'm like, we're like going crazy right now because like I'm getting worked up with all this stuff. I'm also kind of hungry too. <laughs> my stomach is getting there. So I'm like, I'm getting lightheaded. But um, do you make yourself better, man. Yeah. And I know like, you know, there's a lot of people my age too, like, and you know, who still don't know what they're doing, you know? Then there's people who change careers when they're f- 40, 50 years old. You know what they say, right? You Through your life, you, you'll have at least five careers. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so... I think Lisa's had eight. <laughs> yeah, like, where I've had, where I've been now, um, I don't regret, you know? And, you know, like, yeah, I could have done things probably sooner, but I don't think I'd be ready for that then, you know, because like I look at the type of, 
like mindset I was in and stuff, and I probably wouldn't have taken it serious. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Or I wouldn't think I'd be able to do it. You know? And so I wouldn't. <laughs> you know how, like, you, you, you'll sit or whatever, stand in the shower, or, like, you'll be in the car, and you'll, like, have arguments to yourself in your head? Well, you do that in the shower because you take really long. I take really long times. <laughs> but I was thinking to myself last last night, I was working out, and I was thinking to myself, you know, I am not, people would look at me, you know, because cause I, I, you know, I play around in the stock market and I do pretty well, well in it. I'm not a fucking millionaire, but I do pretty well with it. I, you know, read a lot of books. I, um, I write a lot. I write a lot of things people enjoy. I, I do a lot of things. I work out, you know, I, I figured out how to go to school for like hundreds of thousands of dollars less than a normal person would. Like I figure this stuff, but people would be like, wow, Mark, you're so smart. I'm fucking not, bro. The difference between me and other people or you and someone else might be is that it's, you, you're not that not that you're smart, not that you're a genius, is that you have a work ethic. You yeah, have you a good work, work ethic. I know so many smart people, geniuses, mm-hmm. that have shit lives yeah. because maybe they were pushed too hard as a kid. What, I don't want to get into that. It's a possibility. But because although they are very smart, they don't have the work ethic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know there's that, that whole philosophy about smart kids are so used to understanding and getting what they want, but that by the time it comes for them to work hard, they aren't used to it and they usually fail. So it's like, smart or not, it's it's your work ethic and your drive and your persistence that gets you where you want to be. And that goes into before just putting yourself out there with working out and yeah. finding that community because that network, you know, you, you, you do it one time and it opens up this whole new world. You know, every closed door is an open opportunity. So it's, you gotta, you know, really go for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, it, goes, sort of, it goes for everything. Though. And we just said, fuck pot, and then we didn't say this, but like positive people are kind of, I said it, I, I said it, man, it didn't. I said positive people are like a detriment to society. And you remember, Mark, you're being positive right now. I was like, no, I'm not being positive. Sure, I'm being, I'm being kind, but I'm being pragmatic. This is realistic, mm-hmm. you know? It's like yeah. saying, being positive, and this might not have been the original definition of positivity, but nowadays positivity is just believing it's all going to be okay, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. What I'm sell- telling you is work hard, and you might fail, and you might... No, you you're know, going to fail. No, I'm, but I mean, like, at the end, when it's all over, oh, you're, okay. you might yeah. die a failure, yeah. but it's better that you have tried than not, correct? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you got to do it. Holy shit, you got to do it. Yeah, that's the whole thing, like, with, um, like, bringing it back to, like, fitness. You're going to fucking fail, and you're going to have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't mean that you stop doing it's it. It's like, I know we're preaching to the choir right now, yeah. but. And people have heard it a million times, but, like. It's just, you know, there's no quick fixes for stuff like that for fitness or for what you're doing in life. You know, like you have to do, um, you, you know, you have to try, you're going to fail and then you're going to succeed. Yeah, and that's, that's one how, of, that's how yeah, it works. Like, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this podcast is to talk to people like you. And I say, I, I, I say this almost every, every episode, but talk to people like you, the person I'm going to have on next episode. Um, so stay tuned for that's an incredible, um, episode, but, um, or like, uh, Bella Gambary, or if I, I had, um, CJ, mm-hmm is the people that are in the middle of the hard work, you know, is that, you know, you don't realize how hard you're working in, until it's over. Yeah. So I wanted to do this to show people, it's like, bro, you can you can listen to these, these stories, listen to these people, what they've been through and what they're doing and how they're doing it. You can do it too because these people are normal. I haven't had a famous person on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking little Mark Trebino. 
Are you kidding me? I, just, <laughs> I, I don't have clout like that. Yeah. These are normal people that are trying to figure it out and are figuring it out and getting better every day. That's what you can do. It's not like I'm talking to Miley Cyrus over here who was born into like a rich family and yeah. then I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you know. It's so much easier to resonate yeah. with people that are like you, because obviously, because, um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with those people in podcasts who put out information with famous people. We obviously no, need of course that, not. I fucking know? listen to those all day. Yeah, but it definitely helps to, you know, know that. It's grounded. It's Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's grounded. I mean, like. This, I mean, most of the inspiration that I get from podcasts are f- with podcasts with famous people. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it means something a little bit more when you're listening to your peers, you know, and people that you might have grown to respect when you hear them say things like this. Yeah. Like, I'm not one special. I'm, like, literally, like, the generic, like, weird kid from high school. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, not generic, but, you know, well, you, like every Definitely kid, not every, generic. Every school a has weird. a pack of weird kids, and I was one of them. Yeah. It's actually crazy looking at your old pictures. And, and it's funny now. because... When I left high school, everybody wanted to be friends with, with me when they uh, realized I was a trainer, and that's very interesting Yeah, to me. But you can do it, guys. You can do it. Yeah, anybody can. Um, no matter who you are, forget about high school. If you're still in it, it'll change. It'll be behind you if, you, if you're not having a good time in high school. Yeah, and then the saying. other thing, too, is like don't forget what you're doing it for, right? Is that like if you got your art, if you got your passion – Maybe you like singing. Maybe you like, you know, make, baking cookies with your niece or nephew. Whatever it is, you know, that's that's what gets you to the next step. Um, I spent a lot, a lot of my life, and even now sometimes I still say it, is that, like, I really don't fucking like anything. Everything, it's, it's kind of all, like, oblivion. It's like, whatever, bro. I've said it a lot of times. I, I'm not really into anything, but there are things, you know, that I feel compelled to do. Um, is, you know, writing exhausting yes is editing videos exhausting yes is doing this podcast exhausting sometimes yeah um but then it's like writing right no one's asked me to do it and sometimes i fucking hate doing it but i feel compelled to do it and you gotta have that something and people and that's where you're gonna that's where you feel like ah the universe got me there because i got nothing and i understand the feeling i get it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of and there's a lot of reasons why you might by the way, like you could be depressed, but excluding that, I feel like, and I, I'm being, I'm, I'm reflecting pretty hard right now, because you know when you're upset or when you're you're angry about life or the world, you end up making decisions that hurt you on purpose. You self sabotage just because you hate yourself, you hate who you are, so you just like I want to hurt something. And the closest person to you is yourself, and you start hurting yourself, mm-hmm. uh, pushing people away, not going to for opportunities, not going out with your friends. Um, sitting down and staring at the ceiling, you know, like you do that to yourself because you're angry. And then you're going to say, you know, I want to do something. I want to figure it out, but I don't like anything. And you get depressed about that again. You're like, fuck, I want to do something, but I hate everything. I, I understand that. I get yeah. that. Um, and I, and I, I keep saying it's not easy in like going back to the working out thing. It's not easy to find out what you like, but that's why it's that one thing. It's that one thing you do that's going to network you into so many other things. Yeah, just trying things is half the It's battle. like, let me explain to, uh, to you this way. I, I hate needles. I'm so scared of them. I, I, I have a genuine phobia of needles. Um, 
and don't think that's a joke. Like, oh, I can't wait to scare Mark. I'm yeah, gonna no, hurt it's, you. It's not, I'll hurt you. Yeah. Um. So, but I. This is why I'm telling you this way. I know I don't like needles, and that's that hurdle I have to get over. Because if I get a shot, it's gonna make me healthy, right? It's gonna make me feel better. Um. I need that, you know, uh, shot. It's like that. You don't want to talk to new people because you you're not in the mood to be happy right now you're not in the mood to have fun you're not in the mood to find something you enjoy doing because you're angry you're depressed you're sad but that you got to just get over that little thing get over the little hump step uh, just step over it and you're going to be in a whole new world and you might learn that this isn't for me but i was able to leave my house today i was able to try something new today maybe i could do this again and Mm -hmm. like i said you know, the word positivity has a really, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth because of people in my life that have you know, used it uh, against me or have used it to talk to me about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that this isn't positivity. This is real. This is being realistic. You know, this is, this is very pragmatic and this yeah. is what you have to do to figure it out. Yeah. And there's often people on Instagram that I follow that are very realistic and they're not liked that much. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously they have enough of a following and that, you know, whatever, there's people that do follow them. But if they're realistic and they're telling you the truth that you don't want to hear, people are not going to listen. Yeah. You know, there's some people who are not going to listen because they'd rather the sugar coated uh, They want to remain in ignorance or right. they want to remain like sheltered, right. which is fine. I'm mean, like, if, if it, you're happy yeah. there, go ahead. Yeah, but, it, but my thing is like when people ask for you to be honest. You know, or ask for that well, I transparency. Mean, and then yeah. they're like, well, what are you talking about? It's like, bro, you just asked me. Like, I think there is a difference, though. It's like, be, I mean, like, there's respect. That's where respect well, comes yeah, in. Yeah, it's absolutely. like, it's like, like give me your honest opinion. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell you honestly, but I'm not going to tell you in a mean way. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Adam and I talked about that a little bit, where it's like, criticize me but don't leave me broken like tell me how i can get better don't don't just give me problems give me solutions um Mm -hmm. yeah but so like i mean like would you say the reason why you were because i want to talk to you about about this about how like you like your mystic stuff Mm -hmm. would you say that's enough of a passion for you to do any of this stuff or that's just like kind of like a small part of your life it's a small part can can you do mind explaining it to people? Do you want me to explain it? No, I I mean I don't. I okay. So <laughs> like I don't I don't practice every day. I don't practice every week. It's only when I feel like I should. Um, and that's can ra- yeah. But um, so I practice. I want I want to say I'm spiritual because I don't really know what to call what I do. You wouldn't call it Wiccan. I don't not not solely. Um, there's definitely aspects of Wicca and paganism in it. Um, there's also some like, like Buddhism in there. You know what I mean? Like there's like these little things that I, you know, it's a I, collective. I, yeah, it's a collective. And that's why I just say I'm spiritual because I'm confused at what I am. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like somebody's sexuality. Like if they're confused, you're confused and that's okay. And so like, I want to put out there right off the bat that like anybody who is spiritual with any of those things, don't let anybody tell you how to do it because that is your own personal thing and, or religion. That's your own personal thing. Nobody tells you how to do that. And, um, so I'm not in a cult. I don't drink blood. I'm, I'm not, I don't worship Satan. (laughs) Let's just get that out of here. Um, I'm also not agnostic. I thought I was a couple of years ago, but, 
Um, I'm not atheist. I am spiritual. That's how I, that's how I describe myself. And, um, so, you know, I, I think I've only showed it once on my Instagram, like a little blip of what I do, you know? And I think um, you've done it a few times. Have I? Maybe like a little bit, like pictures, yeah, but like a video of like actually what was going on. I think you 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 forget a lot of times what you put in your story. I do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, the most recent one was probably the most like revealing, I'd say. And um, can you refresh my memory? Yeah, so it was like the pan over of like all my crystals set out with the open flame, and I was burning affirmations. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't show that because I don't want anybody messaging me and be like, "That's not how you do it," because you could fuck off. But um, you know, so it's just like not necessary. Um, yeah. But I wanted to show it because there were a few people that I do follow and we talk about those things all the time and it was just nice to share with them. Yeah. And, um, but I, I grew up not in a, um, in a religious household. You know, my parents were like, do you want to go to church? Do you not want to go to church? You know, cause they're, they were Protestant and they were, really? yeah. Well, and so I thought your dad was Jewish. Well, he is, but he doesn't practice it. How do they get? How do they get into Protestant? I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't on? know. So, um, you know, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. That's so Ask weird. them. But so, uh, so they were just like you know they went to church like when I was really really young like a couple times and then that was it. And um, so I I didn't grow up in a religious household and um, I didn't really you know look into religion. I didn't really ask about it. It just wasn't a thing that was in my household. And, um, you know, but I knew that there was, like, I knew that, you know, when people passed away, you know, there might be an afterlife, you know, they're with God or something like that because we would get the little cards, you know, when someone would pass away. And Mm -hmm. that was really the only inkling of any sort of religion or God or whatever. And um, so, and then my mom used to listen to, or still does, I guess Joyce Meyer, she's like a ministry, like she's a, she a minister if she's a woman? Is that what they're called? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I works. don't know either. So, but she's a speaker, a speaker, and she talks about God and stuff. So, um, what about those assholes that like have huge churches and make millions of yeah. dollars? You know, it literally says in the Bible that people like that are going straight to hell. Like they're, they are the worst yes. people on earth. They don't read their own Bible. In the Bible, it <laughs> says they are the worst people on earth. Yeah. So, um, ridiculous but yeah so over the years like there wasn't really religion in my house and um so I kind of when I was out of high school I kind of started like looking into crystals and stuff because there's a shop near us and my friend took me there and I was like this is fucking cool yeah you know? it's so cool and I oh, felt, sh- the I knickknacks yeah I, well, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I'm <laughs> sorry I don't so, know what do I call them <laughs> so cool like the statues and yes. stuff they're so cool so um, I went there and I felt so welcome. Oh, look, this is one of the things you gave me. Yes. What is this? One of the rocks I gave you. Shut up. What is this? <laughs> Amethyst. Amethyst. <laughs> Your favorite is opal, right? Or yeah. was? Opal or moonstone. Moonstone. But also jet. Isn't is that cute? One. I know your favorite. Yes. Uh, mineral? What that, do I call it? It's a crystal. Crystal. That's a crystal. Opal's a crystal? Yeah. I feel like I should have known that. I watch <laughs> un- Uncut Gems and I don't know opal's a mineral. Oh I mean God. a crystal. Stop. <laughs> um... But, like, when I was outside of high school, my friend took me there, and then um, I felt so welcomed by them. They didn't even know me, you know? And I felt so welcomed, and I took a couple classes there, which was pretty cool, because it kind of taught me what I liked about that spirituality, or spiritual 
you know, thing and what I didn't, because there were some things I didn't agree with, you know, and didn't want to do. So that's why I say like, especially with spiritual titles, you know, with stuff like that, with the more, what's the word? What? I don't want to say a cult because I hate that. Um, uh, organization. Uh, no, that sounds wrong. Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Like anything that's more like, f- like just a brotherhood. No, <laughs> a fellowship. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. No, so like anything like you know Wicca and pagan are automatically almost negative. You know, people think. Well, okay. Well, so y- I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. I want to explain why that's people see that as negative. Um, remember when I made you watch the Wicker Man movie? Yeah, well, I know because, be, yeah, because Hollywood made it look like well, shit. <laughs> well, not only, well, that wasn't made by Hollywood. I don't think it was anyway. But, and you guys, if you haven't seen the Wicker Man, I'm not talking about the one the with original. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, the look original. up the original. It's an amazing movie. Um, But the whole thing was that at that time, I think, I think that was 60s or 70s, that movie, they wanted people that... St- practice paganism and there's different a whole bunch of different kinds they wanted them to be seen as satanic evil people because mm-hmm. like catholicism and christianity was trying to like reign supreme over like you know what people should and shouldn't believe and i'm like i feel like every religion kind of does that yeah. but so they would make movies and they would write books and paint pictures about how you know pagans are evil evil people and in some cases you know there are religions and you know pagan religions that are evil people yeah there's good and bad in but every religion there it was really shitty so people see, hear the word pagan now or, or read about pagans yeah, and they're, like, and they're uh, like oh no cannibals that are gonna yeah. eat me it's yeah. not that and no it's not and um the other thing is you know salem massachusetts is not what it used to be uh-huh. it's very touristy and shit now so most of what you buy there is not authentic or real um yeah. just so you know and uh i only say that because I had, you know, a couple people that are just curious about what I practice because they see my crystals or they see, um, you know, sage or whatever. Yeah. You know, in my pictures and shit like that, you know, and they're like, oh, are you Wiccan? Like, are you pagan? Are you this, that, or the other thing? And I just said, I'm spiritual. Isn't pag- pagan is just like a fancy word for, like, the earth is my god, basically. Yeah. It's like, I... Yeah, you worship nature. That's what I say. Yeah, it's like, if you ever watched Avatar, like, the blue people Avatar, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, they're pagans. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Not only that, Easter was a pagan holiday, just so we're clear. Yeah, well, okay, so I mean, like, <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, it depends on uh, well, yeah. what religion you're talking about, because it all came from something, because I'm right. like... Th- they e- all came from d- Easter from stands for, like, thing. estrogen, and the bunny is because yeah, it it's, a, like, procreation. It was a very feminine yeah. holiday um, around fertility. But, it's um, actually kind of scary when you get into it, but like <laughs> the reason why we blow out candles on a birthday cake is because back then you were supposed to the smoke was gonna was supposed to go to the sun god yeah. to make your wish come true, yeah. and the, that's the reason why birthday cakes are like circle. Yep, but it, it's like, creepy, bro. So it's like next time your Christian grandmother blows out her birthday cake, tell her why she's doing it. <laughs> sun god. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like, and I'm by no means like the know all, and I hate this bullshit because, um, you know, I. <sighs> paganism wiccan whatever the occult things paranormal are becoming so trendy and have been for so long that they're almost looked at as a joke now if they haven't been before yeah as a, yeah the trend right yeah, and so, stupid, so like bro. you see people like on tiktok and instagram like i'm a witch haha like let's do this hex like no like keep it to yourself like i'm sorry but that is such a personal thing okay but i know exactly what you're saying 
but it's in. But and they're not, promoting it in a really negative. No, no, way. you're no, you're right. But it's also the kind of same thing as like a uh, a white girl wear, wearing the Japanese like yeah clothing. I mean, like I could understand you, you know, being upset by um people outright, you know, making it l- making people people look bad in yeah. that belief. But I don't think like I'm being, not saying being, don't show being it. Being witchy or yeah. like being creative or being yeah. silly with it is fine. But like being like I'm gonna drink the blood of this bunny, <laughs> like then I could understand yeah. you being upset. And about I'm not it. saying don't show what you do if you want to. That's fine. But also like you need to you need to also educate people on it if that's what you're doing. You know because it's not a known thing. Yeah. You know, like. Or it's not a widely known thing, you know, and it's just, you know, I've had people openly make fun of me for it, you know, and it's not right because they don't understand it. Yeah. And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that you openly make fun of someone for it. I uh, I totally forgot. You know, and then ask later. You got to shave your head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got to shave your head. I know. Guys, we're coming towards the end of this podcast. And Amanda, for those of you that are just listening Hop onto YouTube and and watch this. We're about to shave my girlfriend's <laughs> head. It's, it's not the first time. Like I do yeah. this every year now. This basically. is gonna be great. But um, it's gotten to the point. If you could see it, I mean, it looks fine on camera, but it's literally so. She's naughty adorable when she's it. bald. <laughs> I look like I, a ten year old boy because I get to cuddle her without her having to be like don't touch my hair without stabbing you in yeah. the face with it. No, it's nice to get a break. Like if you have short hair and it's getting like dead and gross or whatever, just fucking shave it and Let's start do over. It. Let's go. Okay. I can't be too. I'll, I'll clean it up when we're done. Let's just get That's the most fine. off. Go ahead, just sit in your chair. I'm All gonna. Right. I'm gonna keep talking. So Amanda, right now, for those of you listening, she's gonna get into her chair in front of the camera. There you go. You look great. <clears throat> okay, for those of you listening, you, you're gonna have to hop, hop onto YouTube because I'm about to cut her hair, and you're not gonna be able to really hear much of what's going on. I'll try my best though. All right, hold on one second. Oh yeah, wait. It is on. It is on. Oh, it sounds so bad. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, come on. Oh, I just cut out the uh, middle of her head. Okay. Her hair. What's that guy doing? Is that doing? Do running. No, He's not running. running. Why did you go right to the middle? Because it's funny. You guys ever seen Zoolander? She looks like uh, Will Ferrell right no, now because she has, Whoville, or the guy from Whoville too. You look ridiculous. Sorry. Okay, I just cut off <laughs> the bulk of Amanda's hair. We're going to have to do more after the show. But if you guys are listening, hop onto YouTube to look at this. Come back into your chair. Come back into your chair real quick so we can close this out. 
Look at you. I can't wait to hug you and kiss your head. You're so adorable. Oh, no, this really doesn't fit my head. <laughs> oh, this feels so weird now. <laughs> no, it feels good. No, like with the headphones. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. No, but I do this every year, guys. Look like, at, the the It's all over the table. Yeah. I do this every year, and... It's like, uh, don't <laughs> play with your hair in the <laughs> middle of the table. It's like Close Encounters, where you make some... Out- you kidding me? You just flicked... <laughs> she just flicked the hair all over the table. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. But <laughs> I can't wait, because, like, the growing phase is fine. Like, this part will be probably growing Yeah, in. we gotta fix that a little bit. Yeah, like, this much, like, it's all in, your like, back two, too. three weeks. But... All right. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I'm gonna say thank you guys if I'm gonna, like, kick you out of my house when this is <laughs> Go over. Home. Yeah, but thank you for uh for feeling up to this mm-hmm. and you know. Uh I don't want to be sappy about this because this isn't about us, it's about you. But I love you. I love you too. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, thank you for watching. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And um we'll <laughs> see you on the next one. Next episode is gonna be really good. I'm excited okay. about it. Alright guys, thank you for watching. Bye.